As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hello again, Broncos country, and thank you for joining us on yet another edition of the Orange Weekly Pre-Game Podcast. This week on the Orange Weekly Pre-Game Podcast, we have a special edition because you know what? We love the Denver Broncos, and we know you love the Denver Broncos year in, year out, week in, week out. So we have the whole gang together. We have myself, we have Matt, we have David, and we have the founder of Orange Weekly and Kev Dan to talk Denver Broncos just for you guys. On this week's episode, we talk a little bit about the quarterback situation and what's going to happen with Drew Locke and what is going to happen if he does get the start. We're also going to talk about what the plan is for the San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers, along with how many times I say San Diego in this episode. We're also going to talk about what we think of the future of the Denver Broncos and what we're most excited for as we go forward, knowing that this is kind of a shot year. So stay tuned. Grab a drink. Grab a seltzer. Grab a beer. Enjoy yourself. And enjoy another edition of the Orange Weekly Pre-Game Podcast. Orange, I'm rocking orange, man. All right, welcome back, or welcome to, if this is your first time, the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Uh, today, we're going to four-way this thing, because um, we started with two people, and you know, it was fun at first, right? But after a while, you kind of get bored just two people, you know? It's not as exciting. And uh, so then we went three-way a few times, and that was nice. That was you know, nice. That was yeah. really nice. Mm-hmm. Right, a great time. Extra dynamic. And now we decided to let's bring all the parties together, mm-hmm. and we're going to just four-way this thing. So uh, we got myself, Matt, and we've got Jared, too. He's on land not in the middle of some fucking ocean that's right uh, definitely not floating no definitely not floating so it's good he's his feet <laughs> on the ground we've got david satin well actually that's satan uh, david satan yeah. Yeah. i thought i thought we were clear about this in the pre-show we <laughs> yeah this. we went yeah. over this pretty clearly for like 10 minutes I that's thought. okay I, that's you know i just i was you know i just it's hard for me to say it's like voldemort i get you know it. what i mean i get it. Well, you I, don't say no and i then, don't know why uh, you would just come and say that name on the podcast but cool no that's fine we'll just <laughs> we'll just bust out the big v <laughs> right here in the first minute that's great <laughs> yeah. super good oh yeah that's okay yeah, yeah that's fine it was, it was gonna happen at some point some and then point, uh, yeah. lastly our fourth and final member here is uh, our, our very own fa- uh, father, founder, um, the man who pays the bills. Not yet, but he's gonna. <laughs> right. And the Godfather. The Godfather of all this, Kev Dan. 
We have bills. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is great. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I hope bills, we have bills some days because that means we're getting bills paid. Are coming but, in, but that's what I'll send you. I'll send you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, you know what else? You Not know those what other kinds. bills came in last weekend, right? <laughs> nice segue, oh. right? Ooh, yeah. they segue. came in. All right, oh, they came in nice. and wrapped up the place. That was good, yeah. but ooh, now I'm sad. Um, I'm a little. You took I'm a little all of the fun out of this. Now I'm sad again. Somebody's got to go there. It's no, a four I way, man. Everybody's I actually have a lot of respect for that. That was a that was a quick turn of phrase there. That was uh, uh, it was painful. Yeah, painful, Thank but well, it's okay. n- not as so, painful as watching the game. Yeah, so it let's was, just. Um, I want to get your like quick thoughts on this. Don't recap the whole game for us because we watched it or most of it, mm-hmm. and uh, Tanner's doing his thing. So like, just you know, quick few thoughts here from you know the Bills game here as we lead into the next game with the Chargers. Uh, Jared, would you uh, would you think? Yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing. I mean, we only put up three points, and we had plenty of opportunities. We had a plenty of big plays, and I think that's the biggest part about the whole thing that I'm kind of frustrated with is we had a lot of big plays, but we stalled on the rest. And for for me, it really came down to just the general play and the general uh, mentality of the Broncos going into the game, and I, I think that really shows where we're at right now. And you know, we we've sit, sat here on the, not just the podcast, but on our pregame. And, uh, shows and all of our Tuesday shows and everything that I'm sure Kevin will give us the rundown eventually. Um, but uh, all those shows that we have, we, we keep saying we're super optimistic about the team and how we're going to be able to be good this year, but I think it's finally hitting us, and I think that's the game that finally hit me. That's like, this is a rebuilding year, and you could see it in the play yeah. of, the, of of what we did, and it just and that's what it came down to. Plus, Josh Allen, he, he ran all over us, uh, just like you guys talked about last I mean, the pregame podcast for last week, if you guys listened to that, you guys said it. You guys said it straight up. Josh Allen is going to run over us if we let him, and he did. And that's mm-hmm. what ended up being the the ultimate killer. They had bigger plays. They had more plays, and they were more consistent than we were. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's well said. Uh, Mr. Kev Dan. It was, it was beyond painful. And, and other than to re- repeat what Jared said, the rebuilding stuff, the, it was disappointing because how do you go into five chances at the end of the game to move the ball and you don't get a single first down out of any of those. Uh, when you exit the game with, you know, the the worst amount of offensive yards since I think it was 1992, it says a lot. Now, I mean, it doesn't mean that uh, really? I think it's rock bottom. I think wow. we finally hit rock bottom. I hope I'm wow. right because I don't want to go any That's, your That's my optimism for the week. <laughs> we go down is, from here, this is a rebuilding year. I think um, we have different yeah, definitions I know, right? of optimism, man. <laughs> I feel it can't I'm get worse, bottom. right? All right. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. That's the level I'm at. I'm not. I can't sit here and say everything's sunshine and happiness. No, I just. I think that's it. So, uh, you know, I'm just hoping that we can get to at least getting some mm-hmm. confidence here at the end of the year and, and mm-hmm. you know, absolutely rebuilding really off Dave. of what we saw this last week. Well, and something we're going to get into later in a lot more detail, of course, but we saw the basically complete collapse of Brandon Allen. We saw yeah. Brandon Allen go from viable starting option week to week, you know, on a week to week basis to a guy you can't really trust to start a football game for you in more than spot duty or fill-in duty. Yeah. You know, it's it's we, he is a backup. And, you know, he still might be a very good career backup, but right now he's sitting at uh, less than 50% completion rate and not really close to 50%. Yeah. It's like 43 or something like and that. And it's not like the Broncos don't have receivers that can catch the ball. You right. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We've seen, you know, obviously Cortland Sutton. We've seen Noah Fant coming on. Uh, really, the running backs are both really good pass catchers. They've shown that this year. Uh, Tim Patrick is back, and he's made an impact already in this offense. That's huge. Right. Yeah. And... So, you know, it's it's like you said, we've got playmakers who can make those plays. 
but we've got to see somebody at the quarterback position who can help them out, who can get the ball there. And we thought well, maybe Brandon well, Allen, but we, go ahead, Jared. We do know that Cortland Sutton can throw football. Though, that's true. So that's cool. No, that's absolutely. Yeah, that's I a, mean he's one for one. He's a hundred percent. Yeah, right. Completion you need a backup. Yeah, his quarterback rating is it? Oh, is it that perfect one fifty eight point three right now? Or yeah, okay, that's a beauty. <laughs> yeah. Um, if only it were that yep. simple, yeah. Right, yeah. But yeah. so that's that was to me the biggest thing that I took away from this last week was just the utter dismantling of Brandon Allen yeah. as an option going forward. Yeah, I think that's you know that's where I align as well. I think he, um, he showed that he is a backup quarterback um, and that he's a nice filler right now. But you know all this talk with Drew Locke coming into play against the Chargers, I think you know if Brandon Allen was serviceable against the Bills, I think the conversation wouldn't be there. But the fact that he was so poor, I think that whether or not, you know, Locke is ready, we don't have a choice but to play him because otherwise we're guaranteed losses, right? Like this Chargers defense we're coming up against, they're they're getting, uh, you know, James back, right? Yeah. That's safety, mm-hmm. Derwin James. Like he's an absolute, you know, professional, avid, great football player. He's awesome. He's so talented. He was hurt for most of the year, but now he's back. He's hungry. Like, He's going to, you know, really show up. And Brandon Allen's just not going to survive his presence on the field, I think. So, you know, this game against the Chargers is going to be quite interesting. But uh, with this Drew Locke situation, do you guys think um, he's going to play? Do you think he's going to be up? Well, Jared just jumped out of his freaking seat. Man. You can go first, dude. <laughs> I don't – look, no, no. So, so I have I have a lot of very uh, solid opinions on this. And uh, I definitely want to hear what everybody else says because I, I think right now where I'm sitting at, I feel like my – my opinions are against the grain. I don't think Drew Locke is going to be the savior of Denver. Like a lot no. of people are thinking that. Definitely. A lot of people are thinking that like start Drew Locke now. We need to know he's going to be the savior. Nope. Like why haven't we started him? And then there's a lot of confusion on why we didn't start him, you know, back when he was originally healthy, you know, in air quotes. Yeah. But there's a reason that he's not starting. There's a reason that the coaching staff isn't seeing something in him. And I, I've, I've said it time and time again. I think there's something other than his actual physical injury that is keeping him from playing. And there's th- something that he's doing that he's not seeing. And today I was watching some of the – and I don't remember which one it was. I want to say it was Coach Fangio. It might have been Coach Scangarillo. But some somebody said as, so, as soon as he's out there and he is making plays and, and executing – I think actually I think it was him. Drew Locke originally said as long as he executes the game plan – he'll get the starting job, which makes me think that he's not executing the game plan before this week, right? He's yeah. getting a lot of the reps now and there's a lot going on there. But my, you know, against the grain take is he's not our answer. Granted, we do need something. We want to see what do we have so that we get, but I'm putting money that we're in. And, you know, I tweeted this earlier today. I'm, I'm putting money that we're going to get a draft uh, quarterback in the first round. I, I don't see how you can go into a draft in a, in a top 10. And I know we're looking at a, a number five draft pick right now in a quarterback class that, that has so many options like this next year's does and not draft a quarterback. Uh, if you are sitting there thinking that, yeah, well, even if Drew Locke plays average and showing some improvement, he's still not. I, you can't sit here and say that we know he's going to be the answer for the future. And therefore, we, we don't have to draft a quarterback in that position because, who knows the next time we're going to find ourselves in that position, early draft pick slot with that many viable quarterbacks, right? So it's, if anything, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that this is more of a chance to show the rest of the NFL what he's capable of, what yep. his potential is in some regards, so we could use him as trade bait. I just don't see why we're going to hold on to him because there doesn't seem to be any confidence in Drew Locke. Are we not setting him up for failure against a, a San... A- I knew it. You're, knew there's it. one. Uh, there it is. <laughs> <I lost. laughs> three years, man. 
look, dude, just let me let me have this, all right? I no. want to pretend that there's still a team <laughs> have here. Have you even been married for that long, man? No. You like, it's like, been do a you year. remember your wife's I, name, man? Come against the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, God. The Los Angeles Chargers. Fine. You guys happy? All right. <laughs> yeah. Against yeah. the Los yeah, Angeles yeah, Chargers, whose front, who's front four is probably one of the more scarier front fours in the league. Yeah. Against mm-hmm. a, a, a depleted offensive line that we have, very injury-prone, very injured offensive line. We don't even know. Juwan James might make three or four snaps as soon as the game starts oh, I'm gonna, because that's where he's going to be. I'm going to get into that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I, I think we're setting him up for failure. Dave, what do you think? Boy, I, I you know, I, I still don't know what to think other than that I think it's time to start to lock. Uh, yeah. That's just my what every oh, my gut reaction one, that I keep going back to. I, I'm sorry, wow. it's time. Hot take. Yeah, hot take. Right. You're um, a hot take. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just have to say, like Jared, right now he's sitting in his tub. Man, he's got some bubbles and candles. And right. Just There's took some a set of really, <laughs> really envious drinking? of your whole setup here. Actually, uh, like yeah. it's nice. <laughs> man, this guy is something else. It looks comfortable. Anyway, bubbles everywhere. Like a brandy <laughs> snifter full of something dark, and I don't know what it is, but man, I want to drink it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Dave, as you were saying about Drew Locke, man. Yeah, I think, like I said, I just every time I go back to the question of, of what to do with the kid, it's like uh, we got to find out if he's got anything, you know, just anything. Because Brandon Allen hasn't had anything. And Joe Flacco had a couple of times where he had something. But for the most part, while he was out there, he didn't have anything either. So yeah. uh, as far as it goes to me, the most the kid, the least the kid can have is nothing. We yeah. can, we could be where we are, which is nowhere, and that's you know it, it, great because if we get nowhere and we'll go to next season with a top five draft pick, and like you guys are saying, hopefully we'll draft a quarterback in the top five. But let's see what we got out of our second round pick from last year, and see if we're flushing yet another high draft pick down the toilet before his third season. Let's let's yeah. find out if we've got anything at all. Whether he's trade bait, whether he's a guy you want as a backup next year, whatever. Let's see if he's got anything. You know, we gave him well, we gave up like a second round pick for him, mm-hmm. which I think is good value for Drew Log because, like it or not, he did start four years at Miz- Mizzou, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and that's a good yeah. school. And, you know, that's a solid amount of experience. So, you know, the whole thing with Drew Locke not understanding the playbook and not running the game plan and all that, it just sounds to me like he's not really fitting in with the team. It sounds like Fangio didn't want yeah. him, but Elway still pulled the trigger on him. It's kind of like what happened with uh, Dan Snyder, Haskins, and uh, Gruden up in Washington. You know what I mean? Like, Gruden didn't want him. But Snyder said, yeah, we're taking the QB. They took Haskins, and, you know, it is what it is. Now they're going to find a coach to, you know, develop Haskins, sort of like they did in L.A. with uh, Sean McVay, which is fine. It, it works out, but at the same time, I just feel like he just doesn't really fit the culture. So I think, A, you have to play him because you have to d- demonstrate it to see even if he has potential or to move him as trade bait. Josh Rosen, Rosen last year, he sort of, you know, he set the precedent for what, an early draft QB can go for. You know what I mean? You can now. Now, after Rosen, you are allowed in this league to draft a quarterback early, try him out for a year, and then move him if you don't like him. That doesn't really happen, but now we're going to start seeing that stuff happen. With these rookie contracts that are so cheap and affordable, you're just going to take players, try them out, move them, right? Because QBs are a hot uh, commodity. So 
you know, I think you have to play him, but I do think, Jared, that, yeah, you're right, man. We're setting up to fail because, you know, this this Chargers defense is good. Their secondary is good. Their for, front seven is really good. You know, and, and here's a kid who doesn't have any NFL experience. He has experience, but at the same time, I think that he is better than Brandon Allen and gives us a better chance to win than Brandon Allen, which is still something that, you know, we want to see as fans, right? We want to see a win and some sort of potential. But, um, yeah. Highly debatable. It'd be exciting to see who starts this game. I have a feeling both quarterbacks will play. You know what I mean? Why not stop start Brandon Allen that and would see be, what happens, right? Just pick one. Just pick one. Yeah. I wish that I wish but I the s- fact they're sitting here saying it make the he, Coach Fangio today made it sound like it was almost gonna be a game time decision. He said, Well, we'll figure it out later th- this week. And so you're you're saying that both quarterbacks are getting essentially half the reps. That means each one's gonna be half prepared to yeah. play. Uh, so why go in there? Why not just make the decision now? Hey, we're going to go with this guy because of X reason and just give us an answer, and you're only going to benefit one quarterback or the other over that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, oh, well, let's look at it. We're week what? We're week what in the season? We're week 13? 12 or 13. 12, how, are you, how are you not week 12? Yeah, how, how are we not prepared? How, how are we, I mean, right. other, other than maybe getting Drew Locke time in today uh, during practice, we court this on, what is it, Tuesday? Uh, he got Wednesday. he got full practice with the number one starters. He got a hundred percent. I'm so confused on what date is. Um, <laughs> he got a hundred percent. He got a hundred percent reps with the starters, which means he's getting he the time okay. to, to to figure out his timing. Um, and and Matt, I think you had a good point earlier in the chat, and I want you to talk a little bit more about this. I, I think it's a I think it's a, a ploy. You're you're right. I th- I just think that like they're using him as or this whole media as just a way to just mess with the Chargers. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, hey, we're gonna start Drew Lock this week. Maybe we are. Maybe we're not. You know, we don't know. So then the Chargers, okay. who do they study? Do they study Brandon Allen or do they study Drew Lock tape? Now they don't know. Now there's doubt. Now they've got to study both. You have to study both at this point. They're going to be spending more time looking at Drew Locke than they are going to look at, you know, Brandon Allen. Or that you should be spending on only one QB, right? If you just pick one, you know who to study. But if you don't know, the other team, not really sure what they're going to do. So with this whole, you know, Chargers team too, they're still trying to win. They're, you know, like it or not, the AFC is kind of weak. And, you know, they're still in contention if they win out. So, you know, they want to win. So they're going to be competitive. They don't want to be beat by Drew Locke or by Brandon Allen. So, you know. They have to do that work, but I think that an element of it is just a, you know, teams use the media as ways to trick other teams. You know what I mean? It's and and right. what yeah. we see as consumers in the media is often gone through many filters, many different sets of eyes and ears, and it's a lot of rumors and the things that happen in the building and and the what's going on in Fangio's head is impossible to know. I don't even know if Fangio knows what's going on in his head. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know he just if he does wants it, right? to know what's going on I, in his I, head. I don't think I want to know I what's going on, man. This guy's probably really stressed out. Did you know he's actually 35 years old? It's just the stress <laughs> that makes him look like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it. Anyways, but yeah, I, you know, I think it is partially a ploy, but I also think it's partially just a... Jesus Christ, we don't have a freaking quarterback to play right now. Let's just try everybody. Get the ball boy to throw it a few times. Let's see if he can sling it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just see what we have. We're not going to make the playoffs. We need to reset our priorities. And, you know, it'd be great to get a, a, a top five QB. But this year, I think it's going to get very competitive. There's a lot of other teams that still need to find that guy, right? So at the top of the round, it's going to get competitive. And if the Broncos want their guy, they're going to have to trade up for him. And that's just it. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit and wait for him because you have to go and freaking grab him. Secure your spot. You know what I mean? Like, the Bengals are probably going to take a QB first overall, but the Giants are, are in line for second right now. Do the Giants need a QB? Probably not. Maybe they're a trade contender. Washington, same deal. 
You know, Miami, they need a QB. They're in contention. So really, if you look at it, there's going to be three, four teams really fighting for that spot, and the Broncos are one of them. And if they want to get their guy, you got to freaking trade. The Giants are the, probably the first, you know, step, and if not Washington. But it's got to have to happen. I just don't know if Elway has the cojones to make this happen, you know? He's got to. He has got to. He's the GM. That shouldn't even be a question. I mean, you're right, but... Yeah, and it makes, Anyways, we're, it, go ahead, David. it makes me nervous because, like, all right, say he does have the cojones and pulls the trigger. Who's it going to be for? What? What? Yeah, true. You know, true. it's going to be a tall, it's going to be a tall, lanky guy who doesn't know how to lead a, a pack. Of I mean, you know, Drew Locke <laughs> is his court, shortest yep. pick by far at six four. Uh, I don't know if that's Jeez. actually true. I don't know how how tall Trevor Simeon is. He's not six. Feet. He's six. Yeah. Drew, yeah, no, Drew Locke is three and a half. Four. Right, yeah, if that. So um, he's like on stilts. <laughs> he's a he's a couple of kids stacked up on each other in a coat. Um, anyway, uh, however tall he is or isn't, um, like that's just. I mean, why do we have? any faith that John Elway is going to pick a quarterback in the top five that's going to be that guy just yeah. because he's a top five pick, I guess, is yeah. my question. How, what's his evaluation method on quarterbacks? Can right. we trust that? Yeah, you know? and, I, you know, no. I don't... No. <laughs> the answer's no, right. for no. anybody it, wondering. It, I mean, right. you know, if we can evaluate it just <laughs> by his past picks, the answer's no. Yeah, so, we, I guess we'll just have to see going forward. But, I, I you know, it, it's like, to me, it just gets to how many how many picks, how many years in a row do you get to... Shuffle, you know, flush last year's second round pick down the toilet, and then pick in the top five again, and just expect people to go along with that and say, "Oh, that's that's fine. We don't need you know that." What's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Here's what's gonna happen, man. Cam Newton's gonna become available oh, God. In free agency. Stop saying Cam Newton. John Elway's gonna go Stop and sign that. Cam Stop Newton. Right He's gonna take his fifth <laughs> round pick and spend it on another pass rusher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm literally cringing. Yeah, I know. Right now. I just said that I'm on purpose. Every week, I want to slide that <laughs> no. in just to piss off Kevin. You got all here's, three of us. Just, here's an uh, here's a curveball. Yeah, you're doing this on purpose. Of and course, I'm, not I'm doing it. this on purpose. You guys brought me in here to be the antagonist. I'm just doing my job. Here's a curveball <laughs> that I, I don't. I want you to consider. Uh, the Falcons decide to put it all in the tank and trade Matt Ryan. And uh, uh, yeah. there you go. Uh, you know what? I mm-hmm. take Matt Ryan. Maybe. Mm-hmm. The only thing is we just signed him was a two years ago to contract. And Matt Ryan's got a, a cultural element with the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he's deeply ingrained in that. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. however, listen, mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm open to the idea that if we're going to be picking in the top five, we being the, the Falcons, my, I'll put, I'm putting on my other hat right now. Right I'm now. Falcons uh-huh. fan right now. But if they, listen, if, like, if we're in the top five and there's this gem of a quarterback, you know what I mean? Here's the guy, right? It's going to happen. He's going to be better than Matt Ryan is right now, all this stuff, and we can make that move or whatever. It is. I'm okay with it. Listen, the, you know, the, the only thing that I can count on in this world is change, and change can be a great thing sometimes, so I'm fine with it. And if the Broncos want to send us a whole whack of picks and shit <laughs> for Matt Ryan, you know what? Fine. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We're going to get a new coach probably this year and use some new players and all that stuff. You know? mm-hmm. All good. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't trade Julio. If they trade Julio freaking Jones, man, I quit. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> That'd be the dumbest thing. So, David, I, j- I just looked this up. We're, we're going to go back a little bit. I just looked this up. You were right. He's six foot four. Yeah. Oh, Drew Locke is wow. six foot four. Right. That's what he's listed at as six foot four. You guys all know that those listings. Oh, right, are right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, we know we know how that works out. But he's listed on on the Broncos yeah. website. That's so. Is six yeah. Four. yeah. That's. 
I, I don't think he's that tall. I think he's probably 6'2 at max. Uh, Ke- you Kev's know ranked at 5'9", and we all know he's like 5'4". So. You, you're giving me credit. It's 5'8". Are you actually 5'8"? I, appreci- I appreciate <laughs> the 5'9", yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, he's short, yeah. man. <laughs> right? You're so short. You- <laughs> you're so short. Matt, how tall are you? <laughs> me? Yeah. I'm 6'1". 6'1". Okay, all right. No, no Dave, case. how about you? He's just a I'm 6'3". Six, oh, sh- okay, shit, sure, you're way No, taller. you're thinking yeah. oh, you're not I'm, taller than no, me. No, 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 here's, I'm a legit 6'3". I'm I, not a Drew Locke 6'3". We're too, no, no, we're no. too far here's, back. <laughs> it's, hey, end, end of conversation, we're all taller than okay, Jason. Okay, you know, that's all right. So, yeah, fair enough. Right, Absolutely. we're all taller than Jason. We, mm-hmm. can, we can agree with that. Okay. That's okay, we're all taller all right, so than Kevin anyway. We're getting a little off subject. Just a little bit. yeah. Yo, what were we talking about? The Broncos and the Chargers. Right? Yeah, what? Oh, well, that's why we're here. Game? Okay. Yeah, it's pregame. Well, all right. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're fitting the mood with the season. Season's kind of funny, you know, and all over the fucking place. <laughs> you're right. Like, you're right. Kind of the same thing. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's actually get back on track here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, Derwin James is back. That's the big news for the Chargers. Ooh. You know, a few weeks ago they fired their OC right. with Wisenhunt. You know, Anthony Lynn's really going all in on this offense. They've got to fix some stuff around. Uh, the Chargers, you know, they're weird. They've lost some weird games. They've won some weird games, and they also happen to be our first win of the season. You know, which turns out to be one of our yeah. only wins of the season. But nonetheless, <laughs> you know, so they're a very beatable team. Um, their coaching staff is going through a little bit of stress right now. And, you know, they have a lot of talent on the field, but it just doesn't seem like their staff is getting the most out of that talent. That's my personal read. Um, so, you know, to you guys, right, when you're looking at this matchup, what are your initial thoughts against this uh, this Chargers team? And plus, this time they're coming to Denver, right? So uh, Jared again jumping yeah. out of his freaking seat. He's Jared's like that kid in elementary school. Teacher asks a question, he's like, "Ooh, ooh, 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 ooh I want to talk. Me, talk. me, yeah, me, yeah, me. As somebody who went to middle school with him, <laughs> and then let me like, say <sighs> two things. He was always yeah. like that, and he nice. never knew the answer. <laughs> It was so annoying. Well, it's, it's kind of like here too, man. It's three years he's calling it the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, like Jared, uh, yeah. Three years. So. Boy, it's been a while. Okay. Anyway, the answer's purple. Get, like, no, that's yeah. not the question. No, two this plus is two. this is not the question, Jared. <laughs> Anyways, let's get his opinion out of the way, and then we'll actually get the duck. Right, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> then we'll talk, and we'll really get into the yeah, podcast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, No, so here's here's my take on the whole the whole Chargers for Broncos game. This is the second game. Yeah, we took the first game, but we're also fighting for last in the AFC West. This is the unsung game of the AFC West. Like, we are legitimately fighting for who's going to be last in the AFC West. Who's going to be the anchor of the terrible AFC West this year. We went three years, we were one of the best divisions in the league, and now we're probably one of the worst divisions in the league with us, the Chargers, and Oakland. See how I didn't use the city that time? Um, toilet bowl. <laughs> it's practice so between, right between us, the Chargers, and Oakland, it's the toilet bowl. I mean, we, I mean, other than Kansas City, <laughs> we have nothing to really play on in this, in this league. So... Uh, I, I, this is the unsung game of the AFC West. I think this is really they're they're going to come in fighting hard, and we got to come in fighting hard to not yep. be at the bottom of the bowl. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you yeah. know, one thing that's really interesting to me, just a surface stat that I'm looking at here: Cortland Sutton has more receiving yards than Keenan Allen this year, which is no, yeah. Keenan Allen was leading the yeah. league in receiving yards. Receiving yards, yeah, receiving yards. Keenan oh, Allen, seventy receptions, seven hundred ninety-six yards, four touchdowns. Cortland Sutton, 50 receptions, 832 yards, four touchdowns. 
Ooh, man, he has been balling out. Talk about that's a big play right? right there. Now I understand Philip Rivers is dropping off this year. Fifteen touchdowns well, and fourteen yeah, picks. But what quarterback have we had this year? Oh, right, yeah. and, and Corbin Sutton is still <laughs> right. getting that production. Just ridiculous. Right. <laughs> Rivers is still better than the. Crowd. Also, Corbin Sutton has a throw for forty-five yeah, yards. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, that was one thing I could not believe when I had yeah, to look yeah. at that a couple of different times. It's just, you know, one That's bright. Shocking. Yeah, absolutely, and I think he's going to get his this week still. Now that being said, you mentioned one guy who's going to ruin our day up and down the field this this week, and that's Derwin James. I, oh, yeah. you know, first game back from IR. Yeah. I don't expect to see any rust on that guy whatsoever. I expect to see an All-Pro safety out there wrecking oh, yeah. Philip Lindsay, wrecking Royce Freeman, wrecking the mm-hmm. run game, and then batting balls down. Even you know the darts that we think Drew Locke is going to be out there throwing. Uh, we'll we'll just have to <laughs> see if we can steer clear. Of uh, number thirty-two, there, thirty-three, thirty-three. I thought I was like, I was fifty-fifty. Is it thirty-two or thirty-three? And I took a shot. Six foot four, six foot two. It's close. No, I, I, I was pretty sure it was one of the two. I just, I. It's one of the two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So that's. I'm. I'm really not looking forward to that. I'm also not looking forward to the matchup of either Melvin Ingram or Joey Bosa on uh, on either of our tackles. Really, yeah, Yeah, Wilkinson. or yeah. bowls there. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that we won't see Jawan James play. I'm starting to think that like Bryce Callahan, he just doesn't just exist. Yeah, yeah, just maybe doesn't exist. Nope. And we as Broncos fans should stop <laughs> expecting to see him. For sure. Yeah, Kev. So you, I want to talk about Jawan James here in a second, but just overall, the one way we're going to win this game is on defense. Our defense has got to get us some sort of either in great field position to get up. So, you know, I mean, like, uh, man, an interception, a pick six would be freaking amazing. Uh, but we've got to get some defensive points up on the board. That is the only way we have a chance to win this game. Um, you're talking about the the Chargers uh, defensive line there um, against our offensive line. And the one thing is maybe, maybe this is the week we'll finally see uh, Garrett Bowles not in the starting lineup. But that is contingent on... Uh, Juwan James starting. The word is, and the way that Coach Vangio said it is, we have to make sure he's mentally ready to play. And I don't know how you are getting paid that much money to not be mentally prepared to play. Yeah. And if it's if it's a oh I just don't feel a hundred percent. This isn't high school. You're you're getting paid millions of dollars in the NFL if you're cleared to play. You you better not be like oh well I'm still uh, I'm still a little sore yeah, yeah get out there and and earn your money yeah. and show us show us why you're paying us this money and if anything else help alleviate some of the pressure we can get Garrett Bowles out of there and and kind of make some changes there and that's if you're telling me that Bose is going to get up against uh, um, Garrett Holds well that's that's an easy. <laughs> It's an easy matchup to call. One's going to win and one's well, not. Not just, so. not, just, not just Bosa, but you got Melvin Ingram. Oh, Melvin yeah, Ingram don't. plays on that side. And Either he's gonna, one of he's them. He's going to demolish yeah. Garrett Bowles. Either and, one of and, those and, guys. And, and you know for a fact that they're going to go up to the refs before the game and go, hey, man, you better watch Melvin Ingram because he's going to get held every third play. 
Yeah, I guarantee yeah, it. For sure. Mm-hmm. Whoever's playing on that right defensive end is going to get held, man. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I'm i I'm excited to see Juwan James play in this offense. I've always liked Juwan James. I think he's a really good pass blocker. I do too. Yeah. And the yeah. idea of not being mentally ready, it's like, yeah, I totally get you, Kevin. You're a professional football player. You, you sign this contract. You know exactly what you're getting into. You go out. You do your job when you can. Even if you don't want to do it some days, you still got to do it to your best abilities. You know, you're from the Air Force, right? You didn't have an off day. You know, like, nope. you know, Jared, you're in the Navy, man. You definitely don't have an off day, right? David, I don't know what you do with your life, your life Let's man, just say I'm... I have off days all the time, so maybe <laughs> I'm not the best <laughs> example for this particular David's like a free agent. He just, you know, he doesn't have a job. He just kind of sits back. Yeah. That's right. And, I, the things know, that I do are mysterious and, and too, too, uh, we can't talk no, about not it. on this podcast. We just haven't seen Batman and David in the same room. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's all I'm True. saying. Boy, I wish I really wish but. you hadn't said that word in conjunction with my name, but that's fine. That's cool. Uh, we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But uh, you know, all, you know, all, all that to say is, I'm sure that you know, many people in many jobs don't have off days. Um, I have many. It's great as a student, so it's fantastic. But um, you know, same with this John James. But you know, maybe this mental side of it can just be something else. It could be mental health related. Man, what if this guy's having crazy crazy anxiety he can't focus right there's a lot of stuff right. happening we don't that's, know that's different there's a totally different side to it right but I think it is yeah. more of a Callahan situation where it's like yeah he's probably not going to play much this year I was going to say that the thing with the I think with the mentality thing that they're they're putting at and if you've ever been injured as an athlete and I, Matt I don't remember if you ever got injured throughout oh, yeah. your career I know we've talked about it but when you're injured as an athlete when you're going into these games you're always worried about the re-injury like sure. that that oh, yeah. Yeah. that single point of your injury is probably the the lowest point of your life. Like you're sitting on that field and you're getting carted off or you're getting whatever and now for him it's happened twice. He's and already re-injured you look at it the once. Media and you look at all the stuff about he's already re-injured it once mm-hmm. and, and and you look at social media and how he's injury prone and all this other stuff. He's there's a mental block there no matter how focused you go into a practice or a game. There's a mental block there about you do not want to injure that anymore yeah so you're going to not be able to have the full range of motion that you used to you can't perform at that high level when you're mentally focused and you're mentally blocked on re-injuring something that you've already re-injured once it's it's true i get it i I dislocated my kneecap and it's like oh god it's it cut me like a year after that i couldn't really play anymore because that mental block was so powerful now granted you know i was in six five and 320 pounds so really my offensive line days were kind of like limited anyways but like (laughs) you know with that injury it just yeah it if, if you can't get over that psychological aspect it's not going to happen. You know, maybe the Broncos need a new sports psych within the building, somebody who can really help with that, you know? Well, and it's, mm-hmm. I mean, the blame kind of goes both ways. Why do we keep getting people in free agency or whatnot that are injury prone? Yeah. Why do we, why do the, why does the Broncos front office keep looking at an injury prone guy and saying, we can fix him. It's going to be better here. That's, I mean, how often can you say that happens? Somebody who's in his, Bryce Callahan has been injured every time and missed significant playing and, time in the last six years. Stop it. <laughs> I get your anger. I get your anger. But look, look at, look at this. Jawan James and Bryce Callahan, we got for steals. Granted, they both got re-injured. But sure. Jawan James is by far one of the best tackles. And like we paid him a lot of money to get we him. We paid him a lot of right. money. Bryce for Callahan, him. one of the best corners in the league. We got a that lot was a of steal. money to get him. But what happens when they don't get injured? 
And right? it's, you know, and, and so now, a, now look at next year. If okay. we have both of them fully healthy for the entire season, we're talking about a different season right now. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the, and this is the thing is just the it's Broncos. Have, especially with Cam Newton back there. <laughs> and, and. Oh, stop. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, the, and this is one of, one of the reasons, the more reasons I'm hesitant to sign a guy like Cam Newton is just, I know sometimes you take your chances with these injured players because a lot of times they're at the top of their field when they are healthy and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't, but the Broncos just, you know, for reasons and, you know, maybe it's because of the GM or maybe it's all bad luck or maybe it's a combination of both Uh, those guys just haven't panned out for us and now we've gone two more in a single year that just haven't yet worked and the you know the injuries came back and they weren't able to get out there on the field for any meaningful amount of time so it makes your fan base all the more hesitant to accept a guy who's yeah. maybe you know maybe the next one is going to work out but you know your guy your your fan base won't put up with your signing him because they've they've been burned so many times and, you know it's just that kind of vicious cycle that happens over and over again and leads you to have three losing seasons in a row yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you trailed the off there. Well, here's the other thing I want to mention too is that we're, we're talking about you know all the negatives, all the and and you know everyone's talking about the firing of Elway. Right? We want to fire Elway, right? Like get rid of him because he's had terrible draft classes. We talk about the off the terrible off seasons we had picking up Juwan James and Bryce Callahan and stuff. What's the difference if we make those field goals or we stop them from getting field goals and we're now seven and four instead of three and eight? This is a completely different conversation. Hundred percent, right? You know but what I mean? Like, like those those close games. Oh, I agree. But it's not, and I, I get that. I get that. But but we're not in a position to sit here and be like, oh, we're the worst team in the NFL. No. Right? No, 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 no. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals beat us out by a lot. The, the, the Miami Dolphins beat us out by a lot. Like, we've just been playing very good teams, and we just cannot put it together. Granted, the Buffalo Bills are not a very good team. We got stomped by them, and, but we're not just going to forget about that. Um, <laughs> and look forward to the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes. Oh, there we go. Finally, really, it, the way that he said it with authority, it and, yeah. and then with the drink in the hand, that was you guys didn't see it. On, I got the, I got to, I got to, I pick it up. It's like a, it's like a mic drop. Yeah, no, it was really impressive to see. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, this, you know, this is it's really interesting because yeah, you know, I think that we are just you know a few field goals away from being seven and four, and this whole season's completely different. You know, the the fact of the matter is we're not. And that's just like, yeah, you know, it sucks we're not. That's just the, the way that the cards fell this year. But I think that, you know, maybe in an alternate universe right now, we are 7-4. and four And, you know, things are going really well, right? Um, I, you know, I personally believe that there's a lot of talent on this Broncos team. I think there's a lot of things to be excited about. But I just think that it's sort of outweighed by the things that are still a negative, that are still a problem. Right. And that's the issue. It's, it's not the fact that they're a new problem. It's the fact that they're still a problem and that every single week we have to have the discussion discussion of the quarterback position every single week we have to talk about the you know subpar offensive line play and it's like it's kind of getting you know a little hard to kind of keep talking about if we're you know I'm sure that the team knows what's going on I'm sure the team knows where the problems are but what are the real solutions what what's really happening to make a change you know like how are we as a fan base going to keep staying loyal when this is kind of like happening right now granted Dave you're right it's only been three years really we won you know we've been in two Super Bowls we've won we've won one in the last like 20 years and that's pretty impressive considering how many times the Patriots have been there in our conference you know what I mean like it's hard to sneak by that team and go win a Super Bowl so it's like we're, we're not coming we're not far from success time wise but it's just kind of really hard to see where the next 
championship is going to be when we just really have no sense of direction here. I said it a few weeks ago. It just sounds like Elway is trying to do two things at once. Where's the vision? Are we rebuilding or not? You know, are we signing veteran players to try to win now or are we re rebuilding? You can't do a hybrid of both. It's not, these are two mm -hmm. philosophies that oppose each other. You have to stick with one and ride it out or find new leadership, you know? Um, but anyways, like I'm getting my, you know, my hair starting to no, fall out right. a little bit no, more. You're right. <clears throat> let's, you know, let's, let's what hair. shut up. <laughs> Get back in your bathtub. Um, so <clears throat> let's look at some positives. Yeah. Let's look at some positives right now. Let's try to, you know, Get back on the bandwagon here as we uh, as we come you know closer to an end here. Uh, you know w what are you still excited about with the Broncos? What still has you really pumped up about this team? Why do you watch this every Sunday when there's so much you know stress involved? Well, you know what's interesting to me when I look at the stats for these two teams is the symmetry on defense. We think of the Chargers as a defense with you know big time playmakers, and there's some on the Broncos, of course, as well. Uh, but you know this, as far as as we're concerned, watching this defense has been really a work in progress all, all season, and of course they've come together in recent weeks, and and we've seen that. But when I look at the symmetry in the numbers, uh, points allowed per game for the Chargers, 19.8, uh, for the Broncos, 19.7. Yards allowed per game, 332.0 for the Chargers, 333.3 for the Broncos. Passing yards allowed, 219.7 each. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, and now, of course, the Chargers have been playing without Derwin James all year, but we've been playing without Bradley Chubb for basically all year. Uh, so, you know, there's injuries happen, and you can credit this and credit that and the other thing. But, you know, it's really been a pleasure to kind of watch this defense mature under Vic Fangio a little bit. And obviously there's some guys who are still coming along. Um, you know, Devontae Harris is one name that springs immediately is, uh, to mind as a guy who flashes some weeks and it gets picked on other weeks a little bit. Um, but, you know, just seeing Justin Simmons, for example, bloom on the defense, uh, a guy who, yeah. you know, before this That's year awesome. we weren't really sure about and now you can't turn your turn your back on a Broncos article without running into a article about how drastically we need to re-sign Justin Simmons. So, you know, it, just watching those little things like that has been really a pleasure to watch and it's something I'm looking forward to again this this week. I always love when the defense beats up Philip Rivers. It is something special cuz he complains yeah. so much and it is just a joy to see. I'm really looking forward to seeing a little more of that this weekend if nothing else. I think it's the youth. I mean, you're talking about people like uh, Corlin Sutton, Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton. No, <laughs> Reisner, Dalton okay. Reisner, yeah, Andy see, Dalton, just, Dal Dalton Reisner. I'm trying to wow. multitask and look stuff up. I can't do both. Um, the, you know, the youth there, and Philip Lindsay, and just I mean, all these guys who are in their first, second years, kind of grow. And Tim Pat. I mean, I could go on and on. The the youth there is what's exciting because that's what we need to build the foundation of the team on. And you know, knowing that these guys are going to be with us for oh a good while at least and seeing hey if, the, if we can put these pieces together and get enough of a supporting role like this is what's going to get this this team going uh so that's why i watch it's, it's just seeing how these guys are developing week by week yeah yeah cool jared i think i'm just excited for the young guys like like you said like the dalton riser and now dalton riser had a very tough, edit tough that game one against the bills so bad. yeah yes yeah, so you can add, add that one out you, you can edit that i one think out. i'm really excited about the young guys <laughs> 
Hey guys, did you know we have hey, some we, young I mean, players that uh, the young, I'm really the young excited guys. about? I like wow. the young guys. Sorry, man. I just while I we're doing this foursome, I just wanted to let you know. We're, we're you know. I'm just really excited about the young <laughs> for the re- guys. For man. the record, this is not where my mind went. I'm <laughs> not sure where you guys were. <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. I heard I heard you say that. I'm like, oh, dude. No way did he give me that one. It's too easy. Oh, <laughs> too easy. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, sorry, I cut you Come off. On, start man. that one over, man. Come on. All right, let me. I'll start that over, and you can edit that. Yeah, I guess. exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for the young talent that we have on this team. Was... I think the young talent that we have on this team <laughs> is really going to push us forward. And what? That was sort of better. <laughs> that was no, sort of great, better. Yeah, I know it was good. Keep going. Okay, all right. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. All right, so the younger talent that we have on this team is really what it comes down to because th- these 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 younger talent this younger talent that we have is really going to push us to the next level next year. And I think at this point there's nothing we could do except for look forward to next year. We have Dalton Reisner like you said, who had a tough game against Buffalo, let's be honest. Everybody um, did. Yeah. He, he did not he did not play very well. I mean, he, he missed a couple blocks. There was a couple sacks that were his fault, and I remember watching it and being like, "Oh, that sucks." But he's had some very good times where he showed up and, and, and been very valuable in the in the season where the one where he carried Philip Lindsay into the end zone that one time and, and that that I, I I'm looking forward to the future. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at this point there's nothing really we could do as Bronco fans other than look for the future and see that we have the pieces to be able to do it. What sucks in my mind, and not that we've had three losing seasons in a row and all this, is is the fact that we've lost the prime time of Von Miller. And I yeah. think that we really wasted the prime of Von Miller after Super Bowl 50 and really kind of got out of that. I still think we have a couple more years of him, but I think in his prime, I think we kind of wasted those in a couple losing seasons. I, I don't know if I agree to that one exactly if we wasted Von Miller's prime because he's still a Super Bowl MVP. You know what I mean? Like he's still like when he was, right. you know, he still has his accolades. He's still right? a threat. Yeah, and he's, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. I do agree the fact that these last couple of years have been rough for his legacy maybe in terms of the team. But, you know, I with guys like, uh, you know, uh, Houston and, um, you know, there's older pass rushers that are still performing at a high level. I think Von Miller will be in this league for many years to come, maybe a more of a limited role, sort of like a DeMarcus Ware did, you know, but I, I do agree in the sense that these last couple of years have been rough on him and Demarius Thomas and, you know, a few offensive linemen and, and it kind of, you know, and Chris Harris Jr. Here's another guy we've wasted, you know, a couple of years on, right? But it's right. Uh, it's interesting. I think I'm most excited for the change in leadership that's going to be coming for the Broncos. Um, what's uh, um, our, the owner's, I'm losing his name, Bolin, Pat Bolin's daughter there just, you know, took on a leadership role within the organization, more on the business side. But I think that's just a good indication of like, there's some change coming, you know, there's some new mentalities coming to this organization. And to me, that's something that um, I'm really excited to see. And I'm excited for that sort of future potential because there are, you know, just really great young players on this team. And there's a lot of just good, still good defensive studs. And, you know, again, we're a few field goals away from that seven and four, you know, so it could be another conversation, but uh, you know, only people in a losing situation say stuff like, well, we could be winning. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> That's a decent point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. man. We try to find, we try to make ourselves right. well, happy. And, and the biggest thing is like good teams find ways to win games. Yeah. And that's, that's what it comes down to. And we just, we we're not at that point yet. We're not a good team because we can't find ways to win games. The Minnesota game was, was a big point of it. Like we were up, but like, what, what was the stat? Like in the last few years, like nobody's uh, been down 20, nothing at half to come back and win it. Yeah, like something ridiculous. It was zero and 99. 
There were there were 99 games up to that point yeah. where not a single team had come back from t- uh, behind 20-0 at half, and now it's one and ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, right. we Which just can't we can't figure out how to win games. A little bit of a misleading right. stat, but uh, you are absolutely right in that <laughs> we. I, I feel like I've been saying that every week on this podcast. The good teams Choked. find a way to win games, and we're not. I mean, that's the bottom line here. Right. Yeah. Hey, it could be worse. We could be Raiders fans. Well, well, they're six and five oh right God. now. So I mean, that's it. That's saying. the thing. The, the Raiders. Yeah, were... but they're six and five with going no, I'm nowhere. Not, they're no, I don't care if they're – you. No, it's it's never a good time to be a Raiders no, fan. No, all right, that's a fair There's point. There's never a good reason for it. <laughs> that's let's, a fair point. Let's, let's see how many times Jerry calls it the Oakland Raiders for the next three years. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally every time. I'm going to. It's going to happen. Every time. Time. <laughs> for three we need years, to keep track of this one. At least it's going to be the Oakland Raiders. We're going to be Jared. It's the freaking Las Vegas Raiders, man. He'll be like, oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot. I'm so sorry. Dang, I, guys. I, I, no, don't worry about it. Just, just edit uh, that out. Oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just joke. edit it out. Yeah, I'll just edit that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, cool. We talked a lot about that. We talked a lot of smack, especially to each other. And uh, it's always great. But yes. uh, let's get down to it. Who's going to win this upcoming matchup? I'm going to pick somebody to go first here. Uh, Jared's holding his breath, so Jared, you can go first, man. <laughs> Why? I, I literally did that. I, I didn't raise my hand this time. This wasn't one of those, like, ooh, pick me, pick me things. I don't know. I just, it's just um, a gut feeling, you know? Yeah, but you had this kind of dumb look on your face instead of going, like, no, don't no, pick me. You were David, just like, that's just his resting face. Uh, can we... Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, the resting yeah. dumb face. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a clinical condition. A clinical. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, we'll see your diagnosis papers on the next episode. How about that, buddy? How about that? <laughs> okay, yeah, perfect. Great, yeah, great. I'll bring it on the Tuesday episode. Super. Um, okay, so who's going to win this game? I think the Chargers are going to win this game. The Chargers have a lot to lose. We have a lot to lose, but I think the Chargers are going to come in. That defensive line is going to demolish our very uh, difficult and uh, injury-prone offensive line. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of penalties against us. We, we, you know, we've kind of gone alternating. Like one game we've had a lot of penalties, the other game we don't. Next game we do, next game we don't. We didn't have a lot of penalties last week, but we will this week. And I think that's going to be the problem. I think stopping Bosa and Melvin Ingram on that defensive line when they have the two pass rushers is going to be very difficult, especially if we do end up starting Locke. I think if we end up starting Locke, he's going to have a very difficult time trying to make his reads. And I think he's going to have a very difficult time with his playbook going forward, Mm. no matter how much time he has in there. His his first game as an NFL is going to be a tough one. And I think, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I think we're going to set him him up for failure by starting him against the Chargers. Granted, I do like the fact that we're starting at home, but against the Chargers is very difficult. I think the Chargers take it. I think it's... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that, you know, um, I just it's hard to be the same team twice. So that's what I was going to say. Jerry, go ahead. It is. No, it is. And you've said that you've said that since we started Orange Weekly, uh, like four years ago. Um, I think <laughs> I think you've been saying that you've been saying that every single time. It's very hard to beat the same team twice. But having them at home is nice, but it's it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult team. We're a different team yeah. than we were, and I think the score is not going to be as close as people think it is. I think it's going to be very close to what the Balt- the Buffalo game was, something in the realm of like twenty to seven. Twenty to seven. Okay. Cool. Kev. You know, I think like I said, it's going to come down to how well our defense plays and. Is our defense going to be able to to make something happen? And I, my crazy prediction, it shouldn't be that crazy, but I think we're going to get a pick six. Uh, but on top of that, I could only see us getting another couple field goals on top of that. So mm. I think the, the max amount of points we can top out at is 13. Um, but, yeah, um, with 
the Chargers offense and just look, I mean, Philip Rivers is still Philip Rivers. I can't stand the guy, but um, he's still a threat as well. I think with their running attack and everything they got going on, um, I think Jared's right. I'm going to say something more along the lines of, uh, I hate to say it, but 24-13. 24-13, okay. David. For the Chargers. Yeah, for the Chargers, all right. Yeah, 20-10 to 10 Chargers. Um, you know, for all the reasons you guys said above, uh, I, I think Drew Locke is going to uh, look a little bit lost at times out there. Um, especially against some of these defensive playmakers for Los Angeles. Um, I think he may start out the day even looking very effective. And as that defense gets to him a little bit, confuses him, hits him a few times, uh, he may just not be able to keep up. And I think they're going to be able to kind of shut us down from there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 20-10 to 10 is going to be my, my best, best guess, too. I don't think the Chargers are going to have a whole lot of offensive success but they're going to have so many chances because we're going to go three and out so many times that it's Mm. just it's not gonna they're going to break through once or twice yeah yeah i you know i I kind of align with that same mentality i'm not going to rehash all that but it's uh, i think the chargers just do have that competitive advantage right now given the offensive situation with the broncos and i think the chargers do win um i'm going to pick just a 21 to 10 game keep it nice and simple um so you know that's that sorry to be so heartbreaking at the end there but uh hey we're all about you know trying to be honest here jared yes sir i have i have one more it, it, yeah call me, call me. Yeah. does jared have to go to the bathroom <laughs> okay. what's like okay, you don't so have to number ask one, it's my number yeah. one no so the other thing that i thought that i don't think we've mentioned so far today and something that i've been thinking about a lot is is what is happening with our adjustments at halftime and 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 not just halftime, but general in-game adjustment. So even if we do start Drew Locke, and I, I think, you know, David, you brought it up, and that's what that kind of brought it up for me was uh, he might do very well at the beginning, but I think that there's going to be adjustments on the defensive side for the Chargers to be able to stop whatever he's doing through the game, to be able to stop him from whatever he's doing, uh, whether it be running the ball or getting open receivers on his first look. And, and that's what, you know, as I look through the, the film on Drew Locke, his success has really come off of first look receivers. Not so much reading the defense, and I think that's the difference between college level and the NFL, and I think that's what's really going to come down to in this game. I think you're right, and even if we do win this game, there might be a surprise. He's going to come out and he play very well, and everyone's going to all hail Drew Locke, the future of Denver. He's going to be the god of Denver, but he's going to come out, and he's going to come out, and he's going to play that, but it's going to be very similar to where, yeah, his first looks were open or the playbook was very well, and it opened up things. And then as we get later on, people are going to start blaming the offensive coordinator because nobody wants to hate on Drew Locke after one good game. That's that's my rant for the day, and uh, I'm going to get out of my bubble bath now. Excellent. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks so much. Starting to look wrinkly. Trust me. If if Drew Locke does come out and look good for the entire game, you're going to be the. I'm going to be the first one on this podcast next week saying, "Show it to me again." We've been saying it. (laughs) We've been saying it all the M season. We need to see it consistently. So you know, nobody. And and if you're listening, if somebody's listening as a Drew Locke fan, and let's say he does go out there and has a great game, please don't get too excited. There's four more games left. Just like, you know, uh, Brandon Allen was figured out after a couple games. Let's see if this guy can keep improving. And that's that's what's going to give us an answer at the end of the season, not after this week. Remember when uh, Trevor or Simeon at, won that Look Thursday at Baker night. Mayfield yeah. in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mayf- look at Baker Mayfield. Hold up, hold up. Baker Mayfield, I mean, he was doing very well. They made the playoffs, but he is doing terrible this year. Yeah, Mayfield's kind of like he's got too much 
Like he's like afraid of getting hit right now because his offensive line is garbage. All of the, he's these bad balls are just these errant passes way over the heads of receivers, man. It's he's like freaking out. I think he's a little bit too you know confident, but I think he's still a very talented player. Like let's not put Baker Mayfield in the same conversation as Drew Locke here. I mean this is mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. Uh, there. You know what I mean? The the raw talent there is a little bit different. Uh, Jared's disagreeing with us, but you know well, whatever. Yeah. I, I I think I think this is deja vu for for the Drew Locke Baker Mayfield. I mean Baker Mayfield has all the weapons in the world to get him to, and he just can't get him to him they're, and they're yeah but their uh, offensive the great, line great defense with great defensive players and and an offense and their offensive line is skeptical uh who else's offensive line is skeptical everybody look around is. and oh yeah denver's of course <laughs> like yeah right <laughs> about that of course but there's anyways let's not you know, like, I, mean. you know I, yeah. I totally get what you're saying but it's it's just a different story right now you know i think that you know even trevor simeon won a few games and we were really hyped up on him i think brock osweiler yeah. won a few games you know right. and i i you know if if drew lock comes out and man we win great Fantastic, but I'm with you, David. Man, let's let's see it happen yep. another week. Yeah, amen. Let's see it happen consistently. Um, okay, great. Any uh, any final thoughts? You know, the season's coming to an end, and I'm still of the opinion that I'd rather watch bad football than no football. Um, so just uh, keep enjoying it while, you can, while we can, and uh, so just as always, go Broncos. Sweet, David. Hold on, Kev. Hold on. You're not going to give oh. the spiel. Which spiel? There's a lot of spiels. The- Every oh, time, every oh, time we want, do the podcast, okay, you give okay. the yeah. I'll give the spiel. What, what, we got Tuesday night want, shows. We got Wednesday night shows. We got, you got to <laughs> do the do whole spiel. Do you have the long version or the short version? A short. Please. I've had to do both. Short yeah, version. I'm short version. Here. Okay, My guys. God. Orange Weekly is here for all you guys. We got shows on Monday night, Tuesday night. Uh, we got a pregame show, a halftime show. Uh, we got the pregame, postgame podcast. We have. Patreon. If you want to go donate to patreon.com slash orangeweekly, uh, we're going to be doing another giveaway uh, drawing for those who donate to there uh, next week. Uh, we are going to be here throughout the offseason. Don't forget about that. Free agency, draft. We're going to bring out podcasts and shows for all that stuff too. So don't oh, wait, forget about are? us during the offseason. <laughs> oh, yeah. News to you guys. Oh, okay. You don't have to. Are we eligible? <laughs> well, I think contract if you, doesn't have this I in think it, if Kevin. you look at the back page of that contract, you'll see you'll see some very surprising <laughs> oh, things. Is, is that <laughs> the page where all the words line up as a giant middle finger? That's right. Wow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I knew the you words thought it were was getting a joke. smaller. Yeah, you yeah, thought yeah. it was a joke. You thought it was just a fun picture. I thought it was just funny. You know what? Yeah. Kev, you made me laugh. I signed, and now oh, my soul right. is gone to That's it. That's right. There you go. There Again. you go. Uh, see, now you interrupted my spiel. Uh, Ender spiel. Orange Week is here for you guys. Good years, bad years. I know it's been only bad years so far, but we'll be we'll be here during the good year, too, whenever it happens. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Jared, do you have anything to add? Your own spiel? Uh, right. No, perfect. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's about as concise as Jared ever yeah. gets. So Jared, uh, Jared's in a great mood. <laughs> He's wasted, man. Yeah. It's fantastic. Cool. Well, my last words are as simple. I had one drink. Go ahead, Jared. See, he has last words, man. What are we no, supposed I, to do? I, 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 have, I have last words. Also, you skipped David. David didn't get his last words. Yeah, in. he did. Can we like? Can we go around the horn here? Oh, I he didn't, did it. I didn't oh, necessarily so need so, the last words. It, I, I was I was very David, happy yeah, so without words, the last Here's, words. But you. Oh wow! Just skip straight back over me. Okay, go back to David. Go back to David. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> wait your turn, man. You've spoken first every every freaking question here. 
My God. David, your last words, man. Well, uh, actually, I'm pretty mad at Jared for forcing me to speak these last words because I I thought that I had uh, expressed myself pretty well during the podcast, to be honest with you. You sure did, Thank you. Rehash it. Rehash it. Thank you. But uh, really, it's it's just, it's, man, I hope the listeners are getting as much fun out of this as we are because, man, it's really a lot of fun to come on and talk Broncos football and talk about how terrible all of you are, really. Matt, not so much, but the rest of you. That I, I mean, it's just, wow. it's just a garbage patch in here. It really is. So, uh, but it's, you know, you're fun to talk football with. So it's, you know, even if we, if, if we don't win, you know, for the next five seasons, I'll still be here yucking it up and talking oh, yeah. ball with you guys. Excellent, yucking it up. That's Perfect. right. That's right. right. It's 1925, Jared. and I said yucking it up. No, that's fine, man. Yeah. That's whatever, whatever it is. But now uh, we got to give some time here for Jared here for his his last words. Yes, everybody, be quiet. The spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like gonna, you know the spotlight uh, just like keeps moving away from the person on the stage. Yeah, Jared's that guy chasing it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Go to the other side of the stage. Just be like, hey, it's me. It's me. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Kanye. It's fine. So, so, so last words. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna. Okay. So Not a gay fish, guys. <laughs> oh, boy. There it is. oh boy. We'll get that in post. No, I'm keeping that, man. Why do you like fish sticks? Because you're a gay fish. Oh, boy. Anyway. Oh, my God. This is a Broncos podcast. Yes, it is. Um, it is. It is. So we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, last words here is uh, again. Thank you guys for listening and sticking through Orange Weekly for as long as you guys have. Because at this point, if you're still listening, I'm surprised. I mean, we just lost all the rest um, of the viewers in that in that last thirty second exchange. Like they're done, gone. Yeah. There's the Kanye reference that really. Did yeah, it. no, they're no, gone but, now. But really, thank you guys for listening. And, and uh, look, the Broncos have a lot of a lot of bright futures ahead of them. We have a lot of things that we could talk about in the future, and we will never, ever, ever stop talking Broncos football, no matter how good or how bad we are. And thank you guys for listening. And I think this game against the Chargers is going to suck, but it's going to be kind of an eye-opening experience for a lot of people. And I think these next four games, just in general, the rest of the season is going to be an eye-opening experience for the rest of the people. I will say, as a last point, is the social media fans are going to be in for a disappointment as we go forward with this Drew Locke situation. I think there's way too many people that are way too high on Drew Locke. And, and this has my, been my statement since the very beginning that think that he's going to be the savior. He's not going to be the savior. I've watched a lot of his film. I don't think he's going to be the guy that is going to pull us in. We're going to take a quarterback in the first round of the draft. And whether we have to trade up for it or, or wait for one of the guys, I mean, there's a lot of depth there in the quarterback situation in the draft. But that's what's going to happen as we go forward. Please, please cage your expectations for the Denver Broncos for this year. Brand new coaching staff. Brand new receiving core, really. Brand new quarterback, brand new a lot of things that we have to get over and just just accept that for what it is, that we're in a rebuilding year, no matter how much people say we don't want to be. Cage your expectations, says Jared, who at when we were at five losses was saying, this is still a playoff team. I just, it's, <laughs> right. boy, right. It, what a difference a few Look, weeks made. We're a playoff <laughs> talent. Playoff talent. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of talent. Yeah. You keep saying talent, Jared. This is why I brought you on Orange Weekly, man. You can spin, like, you know, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. just, well, didn't you say this back then? Well, no, I really meant it like this. Like, this is, you know. You're right. a good politician, right. man. Yeah. Oh, don't right. say that. See don't put that thought was. into his head. Because, boy. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
That's that's another conversation. That's for the Orange Weekly sure is, politics yeah. edition. Oh, yeah, there's, there's no politics. Yeah, we're going yeah, Eckert 2020. No right. there's an, you can't even well, do There's that. an uncensored after dark version where we talk nothing but politics. Stay tuned oh, for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? On this note, we're well above an hour, so we need to shut this down before everybody else shuts us down. So, as always, when we close off, go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. I'm rocking noise, mate.